that an X? Is that an O? XO Sports Talk? Yeah, let's go. Hey, show me if you can come in a little brighter. Yeah. I got my swag back. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of XO Sports Talk. This is episode number 46. Today is Wednesday, April the 6th. 2022 and the whole band is back together again we're getting ready to do it let's kick it fellas what's up my dudes what's going <laughs> on guys what's up, what's up fellas everybody? what's up come on man we here we here yeah. bro huh listen man there's a lot going on fellas there's a lot going on no now, doubt. let's get into it man <laughs> let's get into it malcolm how are you tonight i'm doing great man it's great to be here good evening everyone and even everybody out there all over the world and all through the United States is glad to have you back. You know, it's great you being here. Mal- and if you can see Malcolm in the background, you can see the Exo Sports sweatshirt in the back. That's a very nice sweatshirt. Malcolm. Like that sweatshirt, Malcolm. That's what's up, bro. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Thank Harry, you, how are you uh, tonight? I'm good. I'm good. How's everybody else doing? It's a beautiful background. You plan on jumping the bridge? I'm not gonna jump it, but I'm I'm gonna drive across it, get away from you guys. Yeah, <laughs> see how fast you come back. <laughs> Emerson, Mister Disco Dynamite himself. Yeah, boy. <laughs> I, I just want you to know, I got my swagger back. Man, I'm here chilling in the man cave, man. You know, man, ready to do some hot talking about some sports going on in the world. And I'm ready, man. I'm just happy to be on the show with all the fellas tonight. And I'm ready to get it popping. Let's go. Pop, pop, pop. Don't (laughs) drop, drop, drop. Brian, little brother, how are you? Doing well, man. Doing well. You sounding like Flavor Flav. We got (laughs) Terry. Uh, looking like Alcatraz back there, even probably looking for Jimmy G. They probably locked them up. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, all no, I see somebody swimming, man. Somebody swimming, man. <laughs> see somebody swimming. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> before we hit the uh subscribe button, uh, our hearts and minds go out to the people in Ukraine. Yeah, it's it, it's it's just just sickening it's just pure out sickening that um a man would want to take many lives for no reason and to hurt that many people it's just downright sickening and i hope this doesn't drag out to be a long war i hope that this can end and may god be with the people in ukraine Absolutely. I yes, with yes. Definitely. Definitely. I with them. Yes. Terry, I got a question for 
for you before you hit that subscribe button. Yes, sir. We have people in India, Philippines. Um, there was a couple more that was up there. Okay. Canada. In Canada. And it's, we just. Guam. Guam Russia. Russia. Puerto Rico. Russia, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Oh, we want to no. say thank you all to the listeners out there. Absolutely. And please pop in, leave a question, give a question, or give an answer. We'll take it all at Exo Sports Talk. <laughs> Harry, tell them about that subscribe button, please. Yep. Exo Sports Talk would like to thank our viewers and listeners for their support. We are currently streaming on all media and podcast platforms. If you're watching you on YouTube, be sure to hit the subscribe button and tap the notification bell. You can also join in on tonight's discussion by calling the number at the bottom of your screen. Uh, for those of you listening in, you can call 475-221-5006. Again, thanks for all your support and welcome to tonight's show. Um, big shout out to Debbie Gamble, who's tuning in again tonight. Hey, um, Debbie. Just, okay. hey. <laughs> one of our faithfuls okay yeah, yeah. more consistent than us yeah <laughs> uh, appreciate it. it's good to have good listeners like that all over the all over the world so definitely yes. everybody yes yep thanks like said, thanks for a... tuning in deb guys college women basketball champion South Carolina defeated UConn. True. Malcolm, what did you well, guys see? Well, like I said, I, I actually picked, you know, South Carolina, but my heart was really with UConn. I mean, eh, I was hoping I was wrong, but South Carolina just had too many weapons. I mean, that big, them big girls just out out rebounded them. I mean, unfortunate that UConn lost their uh, big girl in the uh, semifinals, mm -hmm. you know, when she fell on her wrist and broke her wrist, yeah. fractured her wrist. But, you know, I think they still had too much for them anyway because those girls, they were getting every single rebound and officer rebound putting it back in. And that young girl, uh, the shooter, oh, my gosh, she was killing them. Uh, I got a name. Destiny Henderson. Destiny Henderson. Oh, she was on fire. She yes, was pulling she was. out. She was pulling out, man. She did a great job. And that's a great job. Congratulations to South Carolina Gamecocks. Congratulations to the coach, the super coach herself, uh, Dawn Stanley. I mean, she did a great job. And congratulations also on her being, you know, co college coach of the year. You know, yes, woman absolutely. college coach of the year. Yes. So that's a great job all around for her. And she's well-deserved. She works hard and she makes sure her students and her, her uh, program does a great job. So that's awesome. Great to see that. Mm -hmm. Nice. Terry. Well, yeah, like like Malcolm said, I mean, South Carolina was they were just a bigger, um, more physical team in that game. Uh, UConn needed at least four or five more Paige Beckers in that game. And they just couldn't handle the pressure. Um, I mean, you know, I think UConn knew they were overmatched. Um and, you know, that's what happened. Like Malcolm said, they got out-rebounded. Um, I think they got a total of 49 rebounds to UConn's 24 total rebounds for the game. 
Like I said last week, the team that is going to dominate the boards and get those second chance points is going to be the team that is going to win the championship. You know, um, South Carolina, they, like Malcolm said, had the coach of the year and Dawn Staley, uh, player of the year and Leah Boston. And um, they were the number one seed in the tournament. So it looks like it was their destiny. Um, also want to give Dawn Staley another shout out because she has become the first African-American coach in Division One history, uh, men or women, to win multiple national championships. So that's a big wow. deal. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Big deal. Congratulations. Right. Not Emerson. only that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Emerson. Hey, listen, um, just to echo basically what Malcolm and Terry was saying, and um, I got to go with the great Pat Riley. Uh, he said rebounds means rings. If you can have those second and um, third chance opportunities, you're going to most likely come out on the winning end of things. And um, South Carolina proved what, they, what they're made of. The makeup started with their coach. Uh, she's a very intense coach. She, um, she expects, expects a lot from her players. Um, she was also a great player herself. And just being able to see um, her team go out there and execute and I, I want to say UConn probably um, got outplayed early on in that game and they could just never recover. And we got to give UConn um, some credit. Um, they did what they could against a, um, a team that was just, uh, just, was just better than them. And, um, you know, Paige is one of the greatest players in college basketball um, playing for the UConn, but she, just, uh, she was just overmatched that night and they were just swarming her defensively and uh, defense and rebounds normally we'll get you a championship. So big ups to the South Carolina team. Uh, big ups to coach uh, Dawn Staley on winning the coach of the year as well. Um, so she's on riding on a cloud right now. Uh, congratulations once again to South Carolina. Brian. Yeah. Um, and before I jump in, I think Malcolm wanted to say something about Dawn. So I'm just going to yeah. go and then I'll jump in. Yeah. Asia Fudd, the freshman, she didn't even uh, show up. And Jefferson, the senior, Either one of them showed up. That was that was they said like that was twenty seven points between the two, and they didn't even show up, man. They must they must scored a total of maybe four points, if that. It was it was just they. I mean, Gino was he was just shaking. I mean, they, they, they look yeah. shake. They look shook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They look a little shook. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. And then everything you guys said was right on point. Um, I was shocked in the manner and the way they dominated UConn, but they was just outmatched. And as we talked about in our post-production meeting a little bit, I was like, South Carolina reminded me of Arkansas, where they was just pressuring them and just this is going back to yeah. the Nolan Richardson days yes. uh, for people yes. who don't know. And they would just press you all day and they just called it 40 minutes of hell because yeah. they would just pressure you. And pressure you. constant pressure. So UConn, they don't, they didn't have anybody else other than Paige Becker that had uh, double digits and points. Um, so it, it was just, uh, it, was, it was a great game, though. I have to say that. And carrying all of the tournament that went on with the NCAA um, Women's College Tournament, the WNBA future looks bright. You got oh God, a yes. lot of good yes. players getting ready to enter the WNBA, if not this year, the following year. Got lots Lee of talent. Beckler. Yep. Got Leah Boston, Caitlin Clark. I'm yes. not sure if anybody's seen her from Iowa. Yeah. She's like Steph yeah. Curry. Yeah. She can shoot yes, from yes, the logo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you got yeah. that. 
then you also you got Paige Becker. So the NBA, WNBA future looks real bright as you starting to see that there are other players and stars like uh, Sue Bird and Tarasi are starting to get into the twilights of their careers. So, mm-hmm. but WNBA looks bright right now. Good point, Brian. What I saw was I, I said, my goodness, the the guards for me from South Carolina was just putting pressure on the Yukon guards and they had nothing to answer for it. They looked slow. It looked like their feet were stuck in this quicksand because Gino was on the sidelines in a stare like, I got nothing. <laughs> I got absolutely nothing. I have no answer for this. All I can do is just sit and torture because he looked like he, he looked like an old, tired man that had to stand there and suffer through that, that game. His def- his defense, they, I think it was, they came close to seven points mm-hmm. in the second six, half. Six. And then all of a sudden the, the girls from South Carolina said, okay, let's dial it back up. Here's some more pressure. And they were just slow. And Gino was just like, yeah, okay. I'm just going to stand right here and just take this whooping. And that's what he did. He took a whooping. <laughs> and congratulations once again to South Carolina. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Dawn Staley. And yeah. congratulations to them. Yep. Now, Back. a sad one. For, a legacy over there. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> the sad Definitely. one for me was congratulations to the Kansas Jayhawks defeating the North Carolina Tar Heels. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Terry. Hey, well, how's your uh, how's your bracket looking now, Aaron? <laughs> I think I think you want to talk about this I week. I, I think I had Kansas winning. Yeah, mm. you think or you know? <laughs> well, yeah, we have to check. We have best, to check. Need, yeah, we to, have to check the, the best way to check it <laughs> is to go back to Exo Sports Talk episode forty-five. Therefore, I'm going to say this. I cannot deny or confirm I said that. Mm. All right. All right. That's a nice plug, though. I like that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. um, It was a tough, tough loss for the Tar Heels and Hubert Davis. Um, They got out to that 15-point lead um, and took it into halftime. I felt felt like some injuries um, came back to hurt them late in the game. But I really feel like uh, the pivotal point in the game was kind of when Kansas, um, right after halftime, they started cutting back into the lead. And I felt like Coach Davis waited too long to call a timeout to kind of settle the team down. Um, I think they cut it to uh, six points um, right before he ended up calling a timeout. And by then, Kansas has some a lot of the momentum. Um, but I have to give Kansas credit, Coach Bill Self. Um, he coached a heck of a game. He got him back in the game. Um, Kansas, uh, their center, uh, McCormick, played a good game, mm-hmm. scoring 15 points, 10 rebounds. Um, he had a big basket late in the game. Big shot. Um, I think, yeah, 
Um, and I, I also have to um, give some props to uh, Kansas's uh, junior forward, Christian Braun. Mm, he yeah. reminds me of like a young Gordon Hayward when he played for Butler. He's a talent. Mm-hmm. Yes, he so, is. Hats off to Kansas. Congratulations. Emerson. Listen, um, we know there's a lot of pride down there in North Carolina with the Tar Heels. Um, the great Michael Jordan played there and so many other great players that played for North Carolina. Um, and I was just glad to see Hubert Davis be able to um, bring that team to uh, the national championship game because um, they started off in the tournament as the eighth seed. A lot of people didn't even have them making the Sweet 16. So first of all, I want to give some credit to uh, Hubert, Coach Hubert Davis for a job well done this year. Um, mm-hmm. bringing his team to the national championship game. But he played, he went up against a legendary coach in Bill Self, who's been one of the greatest recruiters um, in the country for many, many years down at his program in Kansas. And Kansas just do what they do. Um, they <laughs> out-rebound you. They uh, they hustle. They, they play good defense. They play good sound basketball. And they're well-coached. And coaching always plays a difference down the stretch. And when, as you could see, that first, those first three possessions coming out of halftime, as Terry alluded to, uh, were probably some of the key factors. I thought um, Hubert Davis should have called a timeout as well to gather his troops to get them settled down. But he didn't. He kind of let them play out. And by the time Kansas just built that confidence and they said, we're going to win this, um, they got within that six-point range or so. And they just felt it. They felt the momentum switching. And they just felt like we're going to be and do what Kansas, do what we do. And that's win games. And um, when the lights are bright, Kansas knows how to shine. So big up to congratulations to Kansas City Jayhawks, Coach Bill Self, and the rest of the troops there. They did what they had to do. Um, Malcolm. Yeah, the two gentlemen in front of me stole a little more thunder because they were on point (laughs) exactly when they said he waited too late for that timeout when they made that run in the first half. Yeah. I mean, if you see the wheels coming off the track, you got to do something, Coach Davis. I mean, I mean, I hats off to Coach Davis and the rest of that crew because, and Brother N was right, nobody had them going past the Sweet 16. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. They they no. willed themselves, and that dude, Badcock, he played his butt off the whole tournament. He was a double-double machine. Mm-hmm. Big man rocked. I mean, too bad he sprained his ankle. But yeah. when we getting in that run, Remy Martin got on fire. Mm, a little yeah. Remy, he killed it. Yeah. He was on fire. I mean, he brought them back. He was making a lot of dishes, and he also mm-hmm. was swishing it from the outside from the three. He was playing ball. Like I said, you got to give credit. Congratulations to Bill Self. I, I'll be the first to say I'm not a big believer in Bill Self as a coach. I know he has talent at Kansas. He, mm-hmm. I mean, and he's a great recruiter. I'm not doubting that. I mean, when you got all McDonald all Americans, I tell people all the time. You should be in the top four every year. Yeah, you know, absolutely. but mm-hmm. he did a good job in, in managing that team and making sure they won. So you gotta give you know credit what credit's due. They won the championship, and that's the second championship. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. I mean, Kansas is a great program. They are obviously we know they're blue blood and, and they they do it all day, every day, you know. So it's just a matter of you know, everybody else is stepping their game up because Kansas is gonna be here for a while. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Coach Self, he knows how to coach. I agree with that. I give him credit. I don't give him credit all the time, but I give him credit for that. You know, so he did a great job, especially that was a huge comeback. Huge yes. yeah. comeback. Yep. Like I yeah. said, that was, that was a great game. That was a great game. Brian. And everybody, once again, right on point. 
I thought it was an exceptional games of two halves. One team played great one half and the other team played better the second half. Um, I think this is going to be a learning experience for Hubert as well. Um, oh, yeah. Got to give congrats to Jay Hawks because they did go out there and win that in the second half. Um, when I was watching the game in that second half, before that, Kenny Smith was talking about Tar Heels. The only way they can lose this game is they just turn the ball over and just and that's basically it. And they just came out there in the second half and first couple of shots, the, the guards just put up three pointers, long rebounds, yeah. transition. And I was like, yeah. get the ball back inside to your big man. Just start it through there and then you can get your shots from the outside. Nope, they was just jacking up threes, missing, long rebounds out. And so it was, it was, uh, that's a tough loss for Hubert, but. Uh, like you said, we nobody really expected them to be there. So hopefully he can get back there, get some more players. And it was good to see two big men battling down there because you don't really yes. see that yes. often yeah. anymore. So yep. Grown man basketball. Yeah, it was. It was physical. So, <laughs> Absolutely. so it was a good game. Great game. Well, I'm going to go off the rails. <laughs> I was upset. I was furious. I want to start throwing chairs like Bobby Knight. <laughs> but then I would have had to pick up the chairs and put them back up the right yeah. way. So it wasn't worth it. But um, I, the, at the half, North Carolina's up by 15. No team has never lost with a lead that big. And I'm like, I oh, think it was actually 16. Kidding. I think it was 16. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 16, yeah. 15. Yeah. Give me a nickel. Give me a dime. It was too much. <laughs> I was like, they were just kept saying it on and on. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, they came out in the second half, lights out. And with about four minutes left in the game, you could see that North Carolina was tired. They didn't have the yeah. bench. Yep. And the young man that came off the bench that um, had a spark for North Carolina. Johnson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden he Cam, Cam, starts. Cam Johnson, brother. Um, he starts, uh, he falls to the ground oh, on the court Yep. and they said he took a, a shot to the stomach. And I was like, that must've been a hell of a shot. Yeah. It was yeah. a little scary moment there for a minute. Yeah. 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 And he went out. Then the big man, yep. he twisted his ankle again. And I'm like, yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. It just seemed like the wheels just came off for North Carolina and they were just, they were outplayed the second half, give it Mm -hmm. to Kansas. They, and North Carolina didn't have a bench. They kept jacking up threes and Mm -hmm. that old saying, you live by the three, you can surely die by the three. And that's what happened. But let's hope my Tar Heels with um Hubert Davis come back next year for the Tar Heels. <laughs> Emerson. Yes, sir. How about your NHL and your MLB update, please? <laughs> well, well, well. Listen, in the week, um, a great week um, in the NHL, I have your new power rankings for this week. Um, we're going to go with the Col- Colorado Avalanche, who they were previously ranked number one last week, and they stay right there. Um, and they're primed for a Stanley Cup run, as we know. They're a solid team. They're always going to be tough. And like I said, they're primed for a Stanley Cup run. Um, the Florida Panthers playing great hockey right now. 
they were previously ranked number four. They had ranked, they're ranked number two in the power rankings this week. Um, I think that trade, when they traded for Ben Sherratt, um at the trade deadline is paying big dividends off. He's a, he's a solid player for them. And I think they're coming together now and getting some chemistry together. And I think they're going to be uh, a tough out um, when it comes down to that, that Stanley Cup run. So we got the Carolina Hurricanes at number three in the power rankings this week. Um, they made some moves. Um, Max uh, Dumi has carved out a nice role for them. Um, they were ranked uh, previously number two last week, and now they're number three. But they're still in the thick of things. I think they're going to be a tough out. We know that they come to play every night. They're going to bring it all on the ice, and they're going to lay it down. And you better be ready to play those Carolina Hurricanes. Not at number four, um, they were previously ranked number three. Um, the Calgary Flames, um, Ryan Carpenter, um, he's probably going to have to be their frontline uh, center right now um, because they had some injuries um, in that, at that position. So they're looking for him um, right now to make some pay some big dividends for them as they prime themselves for that Stanley Cup run. And then the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I just want to send a big shout out to uh, Austin Matthews <laughs> with the hat trick. Um, and they pulled off a 6-2 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. And he's like the number one um, in goals this year with 54. He's number four in points with 95. And watch out for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think they're going to make a strong, strong push for the Stanley Cup. And that's, that's my news this week in the world of the NHL. Flipping over to the MLB update for this week. We wow, he's first... still going. Uh, yeah, yeah, man, I'm still going. Um, flipping over to the um, MLB, the world of baseball. First, we want to send a shout out and um, I'll pay our respects and condolences to a great player that played for the Dodgers who passed away this week, uh, Tommy Davis. Um, he led the league in batting um, with a 346 average in 1962 and again in 1963 with a 326 average and becoming like the first player in um, to win a batting championship for the Dodgers in history um, that year with over 230 hits and 153 RBIs. So those numbers are still um, Dodger records for the Los Angeles Dodgers. So we just want to send our condolences out to him and his family um, for a great play, had played over 18 years um, in the major leagues. And um, it's always just sad to see one of some of the greats go. Um, and we just want to send our condolence out here from Exo Sports to uh, Tommy Davis and his family. Um, but also baseball is back. We got opening day this week. Um, people are excited. Uh, fans are excited. The gates will be open. The hot dogs will be selling. The popcorn will be selling. <laughs> We'll be having uh, "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" yeah. songs being played. Cracker Jacks. So, uh, Cracker Jacks. So, get ready. Let's play ball. Baseball is back. Welcome back, baseball. And I'm glad we didn't have a long uh, holdout. The players are back. They're getting in shape. They are in shape. Let's go. Let's throw the first pitch so I can see my Dodgers uh, win this World Series this year. So, that's the world of Major League Baseball. Play ball. Let's get it going. All right. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Bring okay. Barry Bonds back. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, reflect on Coach K Final Four exit in his career. Terry. Um, 
I was really pulling for him uh, to win it. I'm not by any means uh, a Duke fan, but I have to respect what this man has done um, in his career at Duke, um, what he's done for the game of college basketball, um, what he's done for Team USA. Um, uh, he he's had a great career. He's he's a legend. Um, he's uh, he was a legend before he even stepped away from the game. Um, so hats off to him. Uh, best wishes on whatever his next endeavor is. And uh, it was great having you around. Emerson. Greatness, greatness, greatness. Coach K, he's uh, been just a legend um, in college basketball. He's had major influence on so many players, um, both on the court and off the court. Um, all players that you've ever uh, heard speak about him talks about he was more than just a basketball coach to me. Um, and those, those are some of the, 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 the defining moments in a player's career when you can have a coach, even after you become a professional, you can still call your college coach and get advice, whether it's money management, whether it's about family um, situations on how you just becoming a man. Um, now, you know, a lot of these guys that played for him, they're millionaires, they, they go and they take his advice on what I need to do with my life going forward, not just on the basketball court, but just as a man. But speaking of basketball, he's one of the greatest coaches we've ever seen in college basketball. Uh, you rank him up there with the great Coach Wooden and so many other, the great Dean Smiths and all those great battles that they had over the years. And um, I was kind of sad that he wasn't able to pull it out being his last year. We saw North Carolina knock them off and, um, in the, uh, earlier in the, in the year at his final game at, um, at Duke there at home. And uh, to see him go out, you know, uh, he went out with class. What, what, what more? What more can we say? Um, but you just have to give Coach K. Um, I'm sure they'll put a statue out there in in front of the the stadium um, with his with his uh, logo on there. Um, what, one of the greatest coaches ever um, in college basketball. So Coach K, good luck to you in in your future endeavors. Hmm. Malcolm. Wow, that was a mouthful. <laughs> Uh, put that picture up, B, for me. Uh, Coach K, I mean, one of the pioneers in college basketball. Over a 1,000 NCAA Division I wins, over 100 tournament wins. That's incredible. I mean, he started in 1980, as you can see. And uh, he, North Carolina gave him his first loss as a Duke head coach and also gave him his last loss as a Duke Head coach. I was never a Duke fan, and it's no secret because I couldn't stand, you know, uh, Christian Leitner. Couldn't stand. Oh, I did like Grant Hill. I couldn't say I did. Oh Grant Hill was a heck of a player. <laughs> you had no choice but to love him. I mean, as a player. And uh, it goes back when Danny Ferry was on the team. I couldn't stand Duke back then, you know. But I tell you, the man ran a, a great program, and I tell you, he he coached some some big time players. In the NBA, and he also had a great resume. Don't forget, he was an Olympic coach. He yeah. coached some pros that wasn't even they would never went to college before him. So, and he as an Olympic coach, he did a great job too. So, hats off, and of course, congratulations on your retirement and everything you do, Coach K. 
congratulations on your future endeavors. I mean, great job. I mean, your resume speaks for itself. Great job. Brian. And congratulations uh, to a stellar career. Um, what well, well, I will say is I remember an interview. Um, there was an interview in the late great Kobe Bryant about uh, the Olympics and the impact that Coach K had on him. And the, the level of what Kobe was talking about, it just showed uh, the, the, the level of greatness that this guy was able to impact somebody who didn't go to his school, didn't barely know him. They met in the Olympics and the impact that he had that Kobe spoke out about him. And it, so it just goes to show his resume speaks volumes and um, hopefully, you know, whatever he decides to do after that, just uh, everything goes out to him, but he had a stellar career. Definitely. Well, it was coach K and the, Duke Blue Devils, for me, it was like the evil empire when it came to playing against the Tar Heels. You, you knew that you saw that intense look on his face, looking at the players with that grit look on his face like, you better win. And <laughs> they would win. And um, he was a successful um, college coach. And think about it, still at the age of 70 years old to tell kids, Hey, you want to win? You want to get a good education? And he was still able to get top quality players to come to Duke because you know, these young kids today, they're like, ah, they want flash. They want to run. And he's saying, I'm going to teach you skills that you, when you do, if you do get drafted by the NBA, you might be a little bit more prepared. So let's just hope his style of teaching doesn't leave college basketball. He will be missed. Sure. NBA talk around the locker room. Let's go with Malcolm. Well, the uh, one more week left till the NBA playoffs. I mean, it's no secret. Put it up, Pete. That team, the L.A. Fakers, I told you they wasn't going to make it. And that geriatric team, well, I tell you, man, they sat there and took all these pitches. Yeah, we're doing this. We're doing that. What's his name? My man, um, big man, predicted them to have 65 wins. <laughs> Not with Street Coles Davis on that team. You ain't getting that 65 wins. I'm telling you now. Come on, not, man. Come not on, with man. Shooting behind, not with shooting behind the backboard of Russ. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! This was LeBron, one of the greatest years he had, you know, as as a player, and he couldn't even shine because he's averaging thirty points and doing all he can do. Like I, I said it last week, he's probably the most gifted basketball player, all around basketball player I've ever seen in my life. I mean, and I go way back, and I mean, all around doing it all, and. He couldn't pull. He couldn't pull the rest of that team up with him. I mean, it was like a, a ball and chain. It was like he had four ball and chains on his ankles playing basketball, just dragging them all over the court. <laughs> I'm telling you. 
I don't care what coach you go, Vogel, you can put Pat Riley back in there. They ain't going to help that team. I'm going to tell you right now, they're a done deal. And what's, what kills me is what struck down was, y'all don't realize, guess who has to play in the playing game? The Brooklyn Nets. They're the playing. Mm-hmm. You know, they only got 41 wins. I thought they had more than that, 41 38 in, in the East. But yeah. back to the West, Phoenix is just blue. They're just waiting to sit there and – Right now, they're, they're trying to punch their ticket straight to uh, the finals because they know they got to stay healthy. And watch out for Memphis, man. Memphis is just a, a beast. I love seeing what I'm seeing out of Memphis. They're, they're just doing a great job. And you can't and, – and this is without Ja. You know, yeah. they're playing yeah. as a team. Yeah. It's doing a job. But that defending sure. champ, you can't do nothing but a defending champ, Milwaukee. The, the, right now, they're just waiting out their time. This is sitting out there time. There's a three-way tie for second place with Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Boston, and Milwaukee. A three-way tie with a week to go for second mm-hmm. place. Yo. Yeah, this get is your popcorn ready. Get your popcorn, popcorn ready. Popcorn ready. Yeah. Look, hey, I, I love NBA playoff. I love March Madness without a doubt. March Madness is like my, my number one love. But NBA playoff comes a very, very close second. Mm-hmm. Emerson. The NBA. It's fantastic. <laughs> Listen, and I know my Lakers aren't going to be in it this year. Mm. You know, we understand that. Uh, mm. I think Brian had something for me. Uh, and uh, I'm throwing up the white flag. Yeah. Uh, you could have threw that Brian. out at the beginning of the season. <laughs> uh Thanks. Next segment you talk about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. We'll <laughs> throw up the white flag. But listen, you know, LeBron, he did all he could do to share. There were so many injuries with the Lakers. Um, they never could get on the same page. Um, I think they realized they made a major mistake. Um, not probably signing DeMar Rosen. Um, not um, going after some other shooters. I think they were looking at Buddy Hill early on. That was a trade that was like pretty much a done deal. But at the ninth hour, they decided, um, let's go get Russ. And now they're stuck with Russell Westbrook and they're stuck with his contract. <laughs> Sound like some back talking to me. They yeah. won't be able to move him. Uh, yeah, I'll have to admit it. I was all on the bandwagon. Wait till Russ and LeBron and AD mm. get on the court. And mm-hmm. You bring in Carmelo. and mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I will say this. Kendrick Nunn has yet to play for the Lakers. He's on that roster, and he was a major, major pickup for them. I thought he would play some big dividends this year, but we didn't get a chance to see him due to injury. Um, You know, a lot of guys missed a lot of time this year due to injury, and the Lakers are done this year. We're going to have to see what happens. You you know who else was a big pickup for the Lakers? Street Clothes Davis. Anyway, (laughs) think about it. This dude, man, what I tell you, Hold on the best second, ability Nancy. is what? Availability. Availability. Thank Availability. you. Let Terry get in. <laughs> oh, um, I'm not gonna harp on the Lakers, uh, but uh, what what I'm what I'm interested in seeing, um, especially going into the playoffs, um, and this was a hot team during the regular season, and they had some injuries, kind of, um, they fell out of the talk around the NBA, but. Um, I'm interested in seeing how, with Lonzo Ball being ruled out for the rest of the season with a bad left knee, 
how it's going to affect the Bulls and their chemistry. Um, not only was he doing a good job running the point, I believe that this year was his best year in terms of uh, three-point field goal percentage. Yes. Um, so, you know, with that being said, he was he was able to keep the lanes open for Zach Levine to drive, mm-hmm. drive and kick or dunk. And then that allowed DeMar DeRozan to operate in the post. Now you don't have that. Um, and he was also, to me, in my opinion, he was an underrated defensive player. One he of the is best a good defenders player, on that really. team, hands down. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. He doesn't get enough credit for his defense. Hands yep. down. So he's going to be sorely missed. And can Kobe White and uh, Alex Caruso step up and fill that PG spot and keep that offense running smooth? So yeah, we'll see. Point. Good yep. point. Just hope for a speedy recovery. That's all. Brian. Yeah. Um, let me see. I'm just going to just ask a couple of quick questions to everybody. Uh, Devin Booker, do you have him in your top three as for MVP? Uh, go Malcolm. Asking. Uh, Malcolm. Uh, okay. No. No. Because you got MB Joker. Joker is doing the thing, man. Mm-hmm. And how come DeRozan is not in? DeRozan is not in there. You know, he should be in that talk. You know, and there's always, you know, LBJ, man, LeBron James, man. I mean, how can we? He constantly gets overlooked because of his own greatness. All right. I mean, he, he. Go ahead. Uh, how's it, Aaron? Me, yeah, eh, roll the dice. Why not? Yes, Terry? yeah. <laughs> um, I okay. don't have him in my top three, but now that you mentioned him, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I kind of I want to say I forgot about him, but I, I really wasn't considering him. But now that you bring it up, I mean, with Chris Paul being out, he kind of mm-hmm. held that Phoenix team down. Um, I, I wouldn't put him top three just because you got. Uh, my ranking, Joker, um, mm-hmm. Giannis, Embiid, and then I'll have Devin Booker in at number four. Yeah. Emerson? Um, actually, I was going to follow right in Terry's footsteps because um, Devin Booker held that team down while CP3 was out mm-hmm. um, with some for, for a while. And he was that Devin Booker that we know. And um, he was the Devin Booker before CP3 uh, arrive um, there in Phoenix, and he's just been playing lights out basketball, just solid. And, I, and like, um, sometimes you can uh, lose um, sight of him because they play out there on the West Coast, and we don't get a chance to see them a lot on the national on the national TV uh, scene. But I I would put him in that um, MVP conversation, um, especially right now because he's been able to hold that team down. Yep. Aaron, I'm just going to ask one last question and just last one. And just this is just going to be yes or no. If the Nets get bounced out without making it to the finals, Nash fired. Yes or no? Same order. Malcolm. Yes. Aaron. No. Terry. No. Emerson. You damn right he should be fired. <laughs> All right. No, I was just saying, want to get anybody on, on record. Oh, yeah. 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 I think myself, I think if they don't make it to the finals, he should get fired. You can dream about it, but yeah. it ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tiger Woods to play in the Masters. Guys, do you feel Tiger Woods' body will hold up? And will he make the cut? Terry. Hard for me to say because I still don't think um, that we know or they revealed the extent of his injuries from his recent accident. Um, he came in second uh, at the 2018 uh, at the 2008 Masters with a bum knee. Um, and if we know anything about Tiger, he's mentally tough. Um, he is a little older now, so um, you know how that saying goes: "Father time is undefeated." So. We'll just have to wait and find out this Thursday. Malcolm. Well, we all as fans of Tiger Woods are hoping, the fan of golf, of course, also, is hoping that he can, you know, get through it because the injury is no joke. I mean, the man went through two back surgeries and surgeries on each knee. And also, I think one of the knees was two surgeries he had on the knee. But it's not easy doing what he do, and he has to walk that doing greens. I tell you, man, good luck to him. Hey, I want to see him on Saturday and Sunday. Heck, I hope I see him on the leaders board on Saturday and Sunday because I will be tuning in. Mm, interesting. Emerson. Listen, I think it's a great story. Um, um, just his effort. Um, Terry said something about his mental toughness, but physically, um, everything that goes with playing golf, um, Malcolm just mentioned something about walking the hills and he's had some multiple surgeries. We're talking about um, just being removed from a major accident where his leg was, they were talking about mm -hmm. amputating his leg um, to just to see him being able to walk, never mind play a sport or anything is just amazing. I think the effort that he's going to try to put forth is going to be great, but I just doesn't, I don't think he has enough to um, move that far in the, in the tournament. So um, good luck to him. I hope everything works out for him. Brian. Yep. And I, I hope he makes the cut. I hope he plays well. Um, looking forward to it um, as a fan. Um, and um, the impact that he brought to me in watching golf. I remember when I was young and on UC Saturday and Sunday, you see golf on, this is before really had cable. You had TV, you only had 10 channels back then. So, and the way I looked at it was, I, it was a slow paced game. It was something I didn't really look at. And to be honest, you look at all in the crowd and also in the players, you didn't, I didn't see many players that look like me. So nope. I had no real interest. So the, for him to have the impact on me, to make me watch the game and learn the game was, it was, it is, it's a very powerful. And I just give you guys a quick story about something from watching golf and playing, watching Tiger, got myself some golf clubs and everything. So I went up to this driving range one day. So the, I think they had a bucket. It was like $5 for 25 balls. $10 for 50 balls. And then it was $20 for unlimited. So I go up to the counter. I tell the guy, I was like, well, give me the 20. Cause I'm going to be here all day. So I, <laughs> I got to, got the first bucket. I walk up the hill, go to the driving range up there for about an hour. I'm sweating, looking like I was in somebody's pool. Um, I ain't even get through the bucket. I come back down. 
guy <laughs> looks at me. I still got balls in the basket. He's like, you ready for a refill? I was like, man, I'm done. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but it, that's how impactful he got all me done. Clubs. Yeah, all done. He got me getting clubs playing golf. So, but yeah, I hope he plays well. I, I hope Tiger Woods' body holds up. Um, if if he can just, uh, if he can play till Sunday, he'll hear a roar by the crowd even if he doesn't if he doesn't make the cut he's still going to hear a roar because they're just going to be happy to see him yep uh, let me say something can i say leave. something real quick malcolm i went and bought a set of golf clubs and me and brian went out to the range and i hit the ball i'm like oh man yeah i said brian Where'd the ball go? <laughs> Brian looked, pointed to the street. <laughs> the ball, I, I shanked the ball so bad, it went over the net oh and out onto the street. Yeah. I said, oh, well, let me try this again. <laughs> I'm looking straight ahead. I said, Brian, where's the ball? He pointed again <laughs> out into the street. I shanked it to the right. Oh my! I goodness. said, I'm done. I said, if I hit a car, I'm not paying for nobody's windshield or somebody get into an accident. So my clubs have been in the basement ever since. I'm sorry, Malcolm, go ahead. Yeah, I agree. He influenced a lot of us because... Golf needs, I mean, Tiger Woods needs, I mean, golf needs Tiger Woods, hands down. Oh, yeah. Their their viewership and their, their ratings multiply by thousands, and they know why. Because yeah. we watching it. I'm be honest. They, they know it. It's no secret. Mm-hmm. Not only that, you got Tiger Woods fans who are, you know, minorities. They don't have to be black. They could be Hispanic. They could be mm-hmm. Asian. They could yep. be, uh, you know, Philippine, you know. Yep. The key is they love to see greatness in golf. And he brought that out of everybody. And like you said, I, Hey, I bought clubs too. I got them and, and I play when I can. I shank it when I can, I pull it when I can, <laughs> but I get out there. I tell you right now, I'm getting older and older. I can't do the walk no more. So I make sure I get that cart. So, <laughs> so with your Hennessy uh, and a cigar. Right? No, no, no. The Hennessy have to wait till after golf, but a cigar has to go. Cigar has to go on there, you know. But the key yeah. is AE influenced a lot of us to a nice leisurely game, and it's great to see that. It's just great to see great golf competition. Now look out for his son. His son can play. He's no fluke. Yeah, that kid can play. I watched him in the father son competition in Orlando. He was awesome. That's great to see. Yeah, yeah. Charlie. Now, we're coming up on the Saints. And the Eagles making a big trade in draft picks. And I'm just going to get to the bottom line on this. New Orleans now has the 2022 first round picks, number 16 and 19, while Philadelphia also has two first round picks, 15 and 18 this year. Guys, what is the needs for the Saints and the Eagles going into the draft? Give it to me quick. Starting with Malcolm. 
I'm gonna say the Saints definitely need a quarterback. They're gonna pick up a quarterback, and they're they're hurting on offensive line. They can't block nobody. So I'm gonna say quarterback and offensive lineman. They they need to start right there. They ain't gotta worry about defense because if they ain't got the ball moving it nowhere, they ain't, they ain't going nowhere. As far as the Eagles, Eagles going offensive line and defensive line because Fletcher Cox, he's on the last, he's on his last leg. They need a pass rush. They have no pass rush. Right they now. released him. They yeah. released him and then resigned him. Yep. You know, but either way, they, they need they need that pass rush and they're not getting it no more. Emerson. I think both teams may be looking at a quarterback. I'm not sure if Philadelphia is sold on um, on their quarterback situation right now, and they may be looking at a quarterback as well. So I think the trade probably helps both teams, but I think this is a draft that's filled with multiple players at multiple positions, and both teams could use um, help at everywhere on the offensive line, defensive line, and even on the back end. So I think they can find their needs somewhere in this draft. So I think the trade worked out for both teams. Terry. Uh, I think the Saints will be looking um, for a quarterback. And before this trade even happened, um, I also think they'll be looking at a wide receiver, especially and that was before this trade even happened. So I think they need to definitely address a quarterback for the future. Um, and if they're going to roll with, Jameis Winston, they need to get uh, some some help at wide receiver. So um, Philly, I'm going to go. <clears throat> I know Malcolm said D-line. I think they're going to go and look to get at a, a good linebacker um, in, a, in a corner. They're going to mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. pick those two out the draft, my mm-hmm. opinion. Brian. Yep. And I'm just going to jump because Terry – just said exactly what I was going to say. I'm going to go Eagles first. Eagles, I see them taking a corner um, and a linebacker. Um, and the Saints, I think they moved up. I think they're going to wind up taking a quarterback and maybe an, uh, I'm going to think they're going to take an uh, edge rusher, actually. I think I got some names, but I'm not, we're not going to go there today. I think the, uh, the Saints are going to try to move up to get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. The Saints defense can play with just about anybody in the league, but getting somebody for the future at quarterback is a must for the Saints. Mm-hmm. And I think you can still, if Winston's knee can come back, he can start this year and they could probably be a playoff team and still have their franchise quarterback for the future. I think they're going to probably try to move up and get the kid out of pit. Yeah, that's what I think, too. Um, the Eagles, I think the Eagles are going to go both. wide. I think they're going to go wide receiver on offense Again? and get somebody on defense. Yeah, that's why I don't think they're going to do wide receiver. Wide receiver again. every year they draft. Yeah, that's why. Wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. And then wide receivers are deep, so I'm thinking. Yeah, they can go wait corner. on that. Wide receiver yeah. draft. Deep wide yeah. receiver draft. I'm thinking corner, cornerback or linebacker, but we'll see. Yeah, you know what? I would I would go corner wide receiver with them with okay. the Eagles. And the Los Angeles Lakers. Hmm. <laughs> ah. <laughs> May the Los Angeles Lakers rest in peace. 
while Emerson sings Amazing Grace. Yes, Malcolm, what's your sermon for the Lakers? I tell you, unless they get themselves younger and stop trying to buy players and give LeBron, LBJ all the money, time to give up some of that money, honey. I tell you, pass the hat around, pass the hat around. So we can get some more players. So we can get some more players. We can get some more players. Will there be one? The Laker doors are open. The Laker doors are open. Will there be one? Grace. They need more than one. They need three. Pray for that young man, Street Clothes Davis. If it ain't his foot, it's his ankle. If it ain't his ankle, it's his knee. If it ain't his neck bone, it's his tailbone. I tell you what, everything aches on that boy. I once Pray was lost, but now I'm found. They all need was it. Was blind, but now I, I see. I tell you, LeBron can't do it by himself. Amazing he ain't Moses, grace. and I ain't talking Moses Malone. <laughs> he can't park the Red Sea, or he can't park the Great Lakes either. The Lakers are done. Stick a fork in them. I told him that at the beginning of the season that they would do nothing, this geriatric team. <laughs> Just throw him a bottle of Geritol and send him on their way. Thank you, Reverend Malcolm. Reverend Malcolm. And, then, Bravo, and now we Bravo. ask for the funeral directors, Brian and Terry, to come and take the Lakers to their final destination. Just a few final words. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called the L.A. Lakers. We are truly thankful that their season is now over. And we know that they are resting peacefully in swag heaven. Let us say our goodbyes to Brother Westbrook. Brother Westbrook, I'm sorry. Brother Bron Bron. And Brother Anthony Street Clothes Davis. And at this time, Emerson. Do you have any last words as we prepare to lay the Lakers to rest and not talk about them on the show for the rest of the NBA season? I want I want my Lakers back from Showtime. I want my Showtime Lakers back from the 80s. Right, I'm going to give you a last little bit. You can always watch them on YouTube. Yeah. From the book of King James. <laughs> not the Bible, but the player. The player, King LeBron James. Uh, <laughs> Wait till he write this story. But next time, okay. tell his teammates to pack. We want to thank you for tuning in to EXO Sports Talk and leaving out with a funeral of the Los Angeles Lakers. Please hit the subscribe button and tell all your friends that these clowns did a Laker funeral. <laughs> Good night, everybody. They may Good rise night. up again. Watch out for the rise. Good night. Huh? Good night. <laughs> Jesus rose week. again from the grave. <laughs> Easter is coming, huh? Oh, you want to see that Laker team rise again? <laughs> Not this year. Oh, man. Oh.